Hey, Justin Wilford here. Welcome to Yes Collective's June Mamasode. The Mamasode is a monthly episode where Yes Collective CEO and mother of two, Audrey Padova, chats with Yes Collective editor-at-large and fellow mother, Ann Watson. This month, they're chopping it up, breaking it down, getting real about the mental and emotional challenges of working motherhood. Working motherhood is our theme of the month, and they go deep. Quick note, Mamasodes stream in their entirety on our private members-only feed. The public feed only has the first 30 minutes. So if you want to be sure to catch all future Mamasodes, plus a ton of other amazing Yes Collective audio content on our members-only private feed, become a subscribing member today at yescollective.co. Without further ado, here's our June Mamasode. We're talking about uh, yeah, working motherhood, and um, <sighs> one of the things that's really interesting to me, thinking about this, is mm. and listening to Aaron. I listened to our podcast with Aaron Ehrenberg and pulled out some clips, mm-hmm. even though I was in it. You know, um, <laughs> yeah, no, and it's good to re-listen. I, you know, I've been reflecting on my own journey because I mm-hmm. had little kids working in an institutional setting. You know, I had little kids right. in the process of birth, you mm. know, little tiny babies, preschool mm. age, you know, Max was diagnosed mm. at that point. I was working in an institutional setting. Oof. And now I don't work in a setting like that anymore. You know, right. now I work for, I'm a founder Yourself. and yeah, yeah, CEO yeah. and can do things the way that I want and have been able to bring mm. flexibility into the world, to my world and the world around me which is a totally different experience. And it was also, Mm. and obviously a privilege. And I was also um, reflecting on what it's like having old, slightly older kids, you know, not having, being a working mom of littles. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And yeah, I remember when I moved from Mac, from working at the college to Max Love, and I was able to then work seven days a week and move my Mm -hmm. time around and the kids were in elementary school, but you know they weren't little, little. I remember thinking, gosh, this is the time. Like, this is the time to be able to do this. Like, this feels so great to be able to do this now. Um, mm-hmm. Because when they were little, you know, I, I don't know, I had a lot, of, a lot of friends and people I was around, like, I don't, you know, and everybody has their own threshold, but I felt like there was sure. a bit more shaming around, because we're talking mm-hmm. 15 yeah, you know, between what is it, twelve and fifteen years ago, a lot of shaming around working preschool. What's better for the kid? You know, better for someone to stay home. You know, a lot of just oh like goodness. the the working versus uh-huh. stay at home mom war, which I feel like isn't as present now, which is great, but um, it was mm-hmm. at that point. And for me, mm-hmm. I was really clear that I couldn't provide all these opportunities to my kids, and I was so grateful for preschool. Oh yeah. Because of everything that 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 these humans were able to provide this extended loving network to my children, totally, and how powerful that is, and it's almost like as they get older, they need you more in many ways. Mm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Than, than in different little, ways, in different ways, yeah. right? And the the kind of type of presence changes a little bit, or it did for me anyway. And then what comes yes. up for me is we have a childcare crisis and we have a preschool crisis Mm -hmm. on our hands. You Mm -hmm. know, I really, Mm -hmm. I really think in addition to paid Mm -hmm. leave, 
one of the huge challenges we have is people just do not have access to, and the research shows to, to a preschool mm. and childcare. I mean, like, oh, I'm sure. What what would it look like if we offered universal preschool? Oh my gosh, what a gift that would be to so many. Because I know I was. So it's interesting because my experience. I was not in an institutional or like corporate setting when I had Russell and he will be nine this year. So he was born in 2013. So I'm like a little bit after when you had your kids, but, um, but still long enough ago where we were still very much in that like time of lots of people having lots of opinions, like the pendulum had swung, you know, anyway. And I feel like my experience actually was that I was the breadwinner for our family and self-employed. And so I think that that was my first experience of feeling like the weight of the world was on my shoulders because I needed to work to provide for our family. I wanted to be like, I had this sort of vision in the beginning, like, oh, I'll just like hand the baby over to my husband and he'll Mm -hmm. help and and I'll be able to go back to work a month later. (laughs) Right. And then I had like a terrible birth trauma that like, I mean, that first month was awful anyways, but it also was this realization of like, oh no, no, no. Like I'm the mother. This baby needs me, like depends on me, depends on me for its food, you know, like, cause I was breastfeeding at the time and I found it actually made me, it was one of the big factors that made me hate with a capital H and I fully admit it now, hate breastfeeding. And I know that is like so politically incorrect and taboo to say that, but I feel like the more I say that, the more other moms are like, yeah, I felt Uh, that I don't know. I think we need to have full permission, give ourselves full permission to hate breastfeeding. If we hate breastfeeding, like the problem is the shoulding on moms. Like there it is. Nobody should do, you know, feel feel like they, if you don't, you're a terrible mother. Yes. Fed is best. There it is. Just feed them. And that was because I remember the baby would cry and I would have just fallen asleep. And I know this is the plight of every mother. Okay. I'm not like exclusive here, but, but I just was like, I would pay a million dollars for somebody else to be able to get up and go feed him right now. And like my supply yeah. was low. So everyone was like, well, you should pump. And I'm like, well, I can't because then my baby won't be eating when he's like, like it was just yeah. this whole situation anyway. And so I had to get up and feed him. And that was what I was like, I don't like this. It felt like this prison. It was like this, I was tethered to the child, which again, it's so funny. Cause you should, I remember my brain being like, you should love this. Like you should yeah. be a good mom and really want your baby to need you. And right. Right. It just wasn't how I felt. Anyhow. And isn't that, that what said, contributes to postpartum depression? Oh my God, yes. Is that should. Oh, I the had shooting And the isolation. Mm-hmm. Isolation. Feeling like you can't express yeah. your truth. Like what you're actually feeling, because then right. you will be admitting right. that you're a bad mom right. and right. not fitting this cookie cutter of what it's supposed to look like. Supposed to, should, all the, yes, all those words. And I feel like I look back now, I feel like this was a question that was asked in Yes Collective. And I like thinking about it. It's just like, if I could give advice to myself as a new mm-hmm. mother, yeah, don't should all of yourself. Like don't just love yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And just allow it to be what it's going to be. And that for my family, it didn't look like, oh, I'm breastfeeding my child till he's a year old. And also somehow going to support 
our family with my own business and because that was what was different. I guess there's there's like pluses and minuses, right, to both. And I had worked in a corporate setting and I knew what it was like to have like mm-hmm. insurance that was provided mm-hmm. by a company mm-hmm. and paid maternity leave and all that. Yep. And I had left that behind. And now yeah. it's like, I have to pay the medical insurance. Right. We had some big bills because we had just been in the hospital right. and all this, you know. Having a baby is not cheap either. That's the other thing. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I think what it is was it was very much, it hit me very, very early on. And yet was something that I still to this day struggle with of the, the moms should, again, women these days can do it all. Like you can do it all. You can do everything. And all I felt that did that perception, there has to be like a middle ground because that perception set me up for failure because you can't do it all. Like you can't, something's got to give. And for me, it was my own mental health, mental health, my physical health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like pretty emotionally devastating. Yes. You know, like I remember thinking, you feel like a failure. Right. 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 I remember thinking with Max, when Max, Mm. I was like, I remember thinking my maternity leave was going to be with a six (laughs) to nine month old baby on like on my hip. And (laughs) when I experienced like just basically not being able to get dressed. Oh my God. Yeah. And let alone take a shower Let or any of it. When I experienced like the reality of it, it was like, yeah, I love that question of like, what could we do in, in support of, you know, I know Mm. I'm sure that new moms don't like hearing from moms, Mm. various sorts (laughs) of unsolicited advice, but I do think that one of the things that, that I know I benefited from was having moms further along than me. And, and the, and one of the benefits of something like yes, collective, because I feel like the more we're just like sequestered to our little cohort of people who have kids the same exact age or whatever, Mm. the more we don't benefit from the broader community of like, of support, you know, Mm -hmm. and I, I wish that my community of support or that I had a little bit more of an expansive community of some moms who are further along to be able to say, Oh, totally. This is a season. It does not mm-hmm. last forever. You have no, per- I, I didn't have any perspective on that at the time. I was like, this is no, literally neither last did forever. I. Um, yep. Well, and, my life's over. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and yep. the, the shooting, the, the, the pressures, all of that, everything that we can do to, to not, Shit on moms, everything that we can do to protect mothers, mm. to protect the mm. mental wellness of mothers, to support moms and birthing people yeah. and dads and people, anyone who's, who's in charge of, you know, yeah. a baby, right. Yes. In this space, yes. like, like everybody um, needs yes. to be, mm-hmm. needs to be protected and supported. And I know supported. when my kids were coming up, I wasn't in that case. So you didn't have maternity leave. You had the pressure of like getting right back in it. I was also the breadwinner, but but I had maternity leave and, but yeah, but probably not long enough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was like, I mean, it was like generous because it was a state of California, you know, so three months, but, but the three months when the three months was up, I'm like, well, now I have, you know, the fourth trimester period, Mm. like now I have a baby (sighs) and now I have to go back. I remember having to, I mean, being in the position of, of having Max on he would only mm. go down at night. I would feed him and he would only go down on a bouncy ball, like a physio ball, like a thing you do crunches on. And I would, have you to had to be it. on it, holding him. And I had to be on it, holding him. And I would have to bounce it up and down for him to go down at two in the morning. Oh and then God. it was almost like Raiders of the lost Ark or something, or, or like, 
uh, maybe no, the temple of doom, you know how like everything's booby trapped and he has to like yes. replace oh, yes. the one thing with another thing to make sure that it, the, all the arrows didn't come flying. So the, I, that part of his body is still being touched by something, by so something warm and like have to have like a thing, you know, and then I would get him down in the co-sleeper thing that we had and he would, and it would go, I, you know, I'd be like, hands up, you know, uh, and then <laughs> I can't. So I remember like getting it. We got into the sleep learning space with him. Yeah. And I remember all the shame and vitriol around that. Yep. But it worked for us. And the child is so loved and does not have attachment. Oh my God. Totally injured and whatever. And he, he's a freaking great sleeper, by the way, let me just say there it is. And he's always been a great sleeper. So he does not need any of us to put him down to bed, <laughs> you know, um, Absolutely. So for, for us, it worked. And it was, so what's all the shame about? That's I'll tell you, you know, this is, this sounds like a slight tangent, but I promise it's related. Have you seen the television show um, Parks and Recreation? Yeah. Did you ever watch Parks and Rec? <laughs> I love Parks and the, and Ron Swanson, the yeah. <laughs> yeah. funny guy. Okay. Like towards the end of their, that series, um, he and his partner have a baby and he's like building a crib for the baby yeah, and yeah. all this stuff. And somebody <laughs> comes over and I remember this so vividly because it really was like, oh God, it was so great. It was like a mom and she was like, oh, wow, crib. What kind of, what sleep method are you going to use? And he, you know, in his drive was like <laughs> the uh, close your eyes and go to sleep method. <laughs> and I still laugh at that because I'm like, exactly, oh like just whatever method, like for me. I will tell you that finally at 11 weeks, I got to the point where I had like, I had breastfed for a month and I pumped for a little over a month and yeah, a month and a half. And it was just awful. And I hated it. And then I finally was like, formula, I'm going formula. Like my husband was like, formula. Yes. Just let's just yes. do this. Let's just make, because he wasn't yep. sleeping well. Cause he was hungry, you know, yeah. yep. cause I, my supply just wasn't there. And Finally, like getting to that space. Oh my gosh, Andra, I fed that baby the biggest bottle of formula <laughs> at 11 weeks and he slept for 12 hours. Oh my God. My baby started to sleep through the night at 11 weeks because I switched to formula. And That's I was amazing. like, right? I uh, slept great. Him slept great. I was like a new human being after That's that. Incredible. And I remember having this awakening of like, why was I killing myself. Right. Look at my kid. Like he's crazy healthy. He, you know, right. and he still right. sleeps 12 hours a night. Like he's an amazing sleeper too. Same thing. But that was what he needed. Like his body needed yeah. that. He was growing real fast. And anyways, yeah. That's a great point because so much of this is laced with mm. what we feel like we need. Mm -hmm. What kind of mom will we be? Who will we be perceived as? Will we be in, right. will we be in the group of moms we want to be in? And that is all formulated mm -hmm. before we have the baby, right? We have the birth plan. What kind of right. birth? Before we even be? know our child. Yeah, yeah. Before we even know what, what they need, you know, and want and totally. any of it. Right. Yeah. I remember coming home with a hospital mm -hmm. grade pump and um, mm -hmm. being like mortified. I was like, I'm going to pump, put it in a bottle, you know, and feed him under a nursing cover so nobody can see so that I don't get judged, oh. you know? And we oh started goodness. supplementing with formula pretty, you know, because going back to work, mm -hmm. my supply just steadily got there it is. already not mm -hmm. great. I was already like bleeding. <laughs> you know? yep. and, like um, it got worse and worse and worse at work. 
and, mm-hmm. and started supplementing and was just like, so grateful for the opportunity, but mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. in there somewhere because of all of the talk and oh, all yeah. the other mommies, you know, it was a source Shame. of embarrassment, right? It was like hundred percent. And it should never oh. be that way. So that's one thing that we can do to help. And mm-hmm. the the sleep thing, I mean, I had to, could not get up in the morning and go to work the way that mm-hmm. things were going. I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I couldn't. No. Um, I could barely, I feel like I could mm. barely function. Of course. <laughs> you know, it was, it yeah, was awful. Sleep deprived and exhausted right. and your hormones are all over the place and Oh my gosh. Yeah. God, it's, I mean, yeah. yeah, It's like, we need like a national, everybody needs a year, you know, at home, you know, like, yes. Uh Right. I know. No, I, the other thing that I um, think should shift, I saw that. So a friend of mine, um, Shelly Rahim, who's a postpartum um, doula, she's a doula and also postpartum doula, which I think is really cool that it's not just, Oh, I help with like the birth. It's like, no, no, no. I help with the mother after the birth, when nobody's there to help her, like that's what we do through the fourth trimester. It's amazing when no, totally. And she's like, she posted this thing the other day that I thought, Oh man, I want to, I want the whole world to think of this. I feel like there's this expectation, right? Where you're going to like, come over and meet the baby. Everybody wants to come meet the baby. And so you as a parent feel like, Oh my gosh, now on top of all this stress with like raising a newborn, I have to host and I need to make my house clean and I need to do the to shift people's mindsets who are coming over to visit, you are not a guest. You're coming over as a helper. Like, yeah. come and oh, that's ask, so cool. What can I do? Like, again, like I like to think of it from like a yogic perspective. Like, how can I serve you? Like, I'm coming to serve. Like, let me serve your like situation and where you are. You can stay in bed. Do you want to go and have a nap? I will sit here with your baby. Like whatever. You I need your love living room that. vacuumed. I can do that. I feel like I had a cup, like my mother, my mother was probably the only one who would come over and do that kind of thing. Everybody else would like come over and sit there. Oh, let me hold the baby and we'll take some pictures with the baby. Right. And then like, well, right. let's go sit outside and catch up. And I'm like, I don't have time to do this. Like you're still catching I'm up so right tired now. and you know. Yeah. And I, I like love that idea. idea. And you can use one of those meal train sign up things mm-hmm. to have the times that are ideal with the task associated with it, the need yes. associated with it. Yes. And so let's yes. normalize helping and supporting and like showing helping, up serving, for, for the yes. for the parent, for the birthing person, the mother, the family, like showing up for them and normalize yeah. like being aware of the emotional labor. Yes. Right. Like, right. Stop, what are you asking like, of this person, oh, yeah. of these people, right? right. Of this family. Right. Yeah. Totally. Like I, yeah, I remember I think it was my cousin. Yeah. She, she was so sweet. She had had children a little bit before me and she was like, I'm, I'm going to come over and I can do it. Not during his nap time. I'm going to come during a time when I can hold, I will feed him a bottle. I will just take care of him for an hour and you can do whatever you want. You can have a shower. You can have, it was like, are you serious? Like, you know, like this gift of just having somebody who I know and trust and love not coming over to like, to take more from me. You know, I'm like I have nothing left to give instead. Like, let me give you the gift of like, you care for you. Cause I think that's right. 
I just yeah. remember that feeling of oh, like, 100%. I have no time to do anything for myself again. And you think it's going to be like that forever 100%. too, like your point earlier. Yep. Like my life's over. I'm never washing my hair again. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> Yeah, I remember. So I don't know who it was. I, I think it was a family came over, and it wasn't their mm. awareness or knowing or anything, you know, at the time. But mm. some folks had brought us food that was in the refrigerator for us, and then, well, it was brought out for everyone to eat for the meal that night, you know. And it was like I remember just being like, "What they stayed? What? Yeah, like that's like <sighs> no, no, no. All we have. <laughs> oh my gosh." <laughs> you know, <laughs> thank you for the gift. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. It's just <sighs> not thinking, not thinking it through, you know? And no. I think a lot of what happens too, sometimes with like older generations of maybe the, the grandparents, mm. in-laws, like that kind of stuff. Um, you get mm-hmm. folks mm. get triggered. Mm. And I don't mm. mean highly activated, triggered even. I mean, just like triggered by this and that, the other, and don't realize that they're in maybe their mm. own birth trauma or they're in their own, like, mm. like a space of something when something comes out. So there's so many layers to that. And it's like the, that birthing mm-hmm. person and the family, you know, the mother, the father, whoever, like just doesn't mm-hmm. need that generational no. noise at this point, you know, right. It's not theirs. Yeah. Right. Nope. I got enough noise going on in here without you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for, for folks to have the um, kind of give themselves to the permission to manage the, you know, the, the family and the, mm-hmm. the, the friends, like there's no shoulds again, there's no shoulds. It's not no that you shoulds. should have folks over right now. You should, you know, there's no shooting. Um, so this is all like super early day stuff, but I want to yep. go back to something that you were talking about earlier when you were discussing like where you are right now mm. as a working mother with teenagers, right? Both teenagers yep. now is Maisie. Teenagers? Almost. I mean, Maisie, she's 12, but 12, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm like, Going you're, on you're there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, if I know 12 year olds these days, yeah, yeah, she's, yeah, definitely, yeah. she's like 23. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're like, I'm in the prepubescent. I'm in yep. the, he's about yep. to turn nine. Oh. And it's so, what an interesting time. So different. And I mean that sincerely. Like Mm -hmm. yesterday, yesterday was a very challenging day as a single working parent. Um, It was a day where I actually gave, I'm having worked on all my house, but I was like, I need, I got to, I'm I'm tapping out for a couple of days. Mm -hmm. I like gave um, some people time off and I had a day to myself. He was going to be going to like a summer camp during the day and I was going to get caught up on things. And I don't know what it was, but you know, he woke up on the wrong side of the bed. So did I something, but just like trying to get out the door was like a real challenge yesterday morning. Do you have your shoes on? No, don't have your shoes. Go get your shoes. Wait. Oh my gosh. Wait. Like, I just felt like he, he wasn't listening and I was frustrated and, and it all came to a head. It like boiled over when <laughs> then I don't know. I asked him to go put some stuff in the car and he left the front door open and two of my dogs got out and I'm having to like run around the neighborhood chasing dogs and we're late for camp. And now, you know, it was just like chaos. And it was so interesting because in that moment, I remember, do you ever get in a space as a mom? (laughs) I feel like we're just a human being where like, I was watching myself. This was a very like witness consciousness where I'm like, Oh, Anne, like, don't, don't let this stuff come out of your mouth. Like you're going to regret being mean mommy right now. Like, but I'm like, so I was like in this space, 
I was totally triggered. Totally. Yeah. And I was like, this is not what I needed. Like today's supposed to be a day oh, of yeah. catching up and, blah, blah, blah. and I'm oh, just like, yeah. dude, get in the car. I'm so frustrated. And then what was interesting though, was that this is the new stage that we've entered yeah. as an almost nine-year-old. I am now getting my very first taste of the, like, he doesn't say I hate you. It's not quite that strong, no. but he was like, I don't like you. God, I just wish you would leave me alone. You know, like that, like he was in the back of the car as I'm driving to camp and I'm like, just taking this anger. He was feeling so much anger, justifiably yep. so, because yep. yep. I did apologize to him later for losing yep. my cool. Yep. But the whole thing of like, it really went into a space of, I just want my freedom. I want you to leave me alone, mom. Yep. You're on me all the time. Why can't you right. just give me a break? Like, you know, and yep. I'm like, oh, this my heart was so heavy yesterday morning. Like, even though we had kind of chilled out and yeah, cooled down yeah, and, yeah, you know, talked yeah, it through yeah. and was in a much better space by the time I dropped him off, I still, the whole morning he was gone, I just felt like crap, yeah. frankly. Like, I just was yeah. like, this stinks. <laughs> and again, I bring this back to like the plight of the working mother. I remember feeling this. So he's an only child. And every time he outgrew something like the potty training, you know, it's like, yeah, he's potty trained. Let's throw away all the diapers or he's moved on to sippy cups. Let's throw away all the bottles. But then it's like the next phase brings with it all of its challenges too. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? So yes. it's funny because here we are talking yes. about like, don't worry. It's not always going to be this. And it's not, it's not always the way Different it is season. when baby is baby. <laughs> That's right. Right. But there will be new seasons right. and it's real. And I think like what I finally did yesterday morning when I was just feeling icky, instead of distracting mm -hmm. myself, I finally thought, Anne, you need to take 10 minutes and sit down and feel icky. Like, just let's think through like, why do you feel this way? Yeah, and I cried right. a little bit and I felt yeah. sad that like my kid had spoken to me the way he had, but then I thought, what behaviors had I done that made him feel that way? How can I be here for myself? Yeah. Like, I think that. Yeah. Be there for yourself. Try to understand what he's actually saying. Right. Because of course he didn't mean any of it's that. Not, but well, it was, it's, well, he meant something else, right? Right. And, and I knew he's just meant, learning. Yeah. Like I want some, I want some things, you know, mm -hmm. I want to test the attachment, you know, is one thing, but also like, I want yeah. to do what I want to do right now. And I'm mm -hmm. frustrated that I have to go and do something and like go through all this this morning. That's not exactly what I want to be doing. Right. He wanted to play Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> well, there it is. That's it. hundred percent. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> yep. Go you wanted to be on time, yeah. you know? And oh my that's gosh, like the classic yeah. like mm -hmm. scenario. And then I feel like as parents, we, I, the way that you sit with that as you did and get held a space for yourself to do that is so important yes. because we can then instead of processing kind of internalize some mm -hmm. shame around it or, you know, something like that when that's yeah. not what's happening. You know what I mean? Right. Like either because oh, totally right. Um, yes. Cause I think the first space I went to what I was, the, what paused me and what made me stop and sit down was I was hearing my mind telling me my yeah. consciousness saying, Hey, Anne, you're a bad mom. You're right, a right, really right, right, bad right, right, mom. Right. Right. What's right? And I was like, 
or the narrative kicking in there. Uh huh. Totally. And I was like, time out. And so I, part of what I did when I sat down was I held my hand on my chest and was like, you are doing great. Like you're doing your best and your best is enough. I think I said that mantra to myself like 20 times. Yes. Yes. Your best, your best is enough. And I think that it allowed me to get to a place again where then I was able to return to my work. So again, talking like working motherhood, because I had work I needed to get done. Right. Right. But I knew that my work wouldn't have been um, done well Mm -hmm. if I hadn't stopped to nurture this part of me that was feeling really icky. Yeah. Yeah. And that that was important. And I, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. And and one thing that's coming up for me hearing this is how often is that Mm -hmm. part activated with that story, the bad mom story around work and motherhood stuff? Because I, I, we sure hear it all the time, all the time from folks around, right? Like Mm -hmm. we definitely hear Mm -hmm. it. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not, I mean, it's not easy not to internalize those narratives, even though I really just don't believe it. I mean, I, I believe that I'm a better mother because I'm a working mother just for who I am, but right. those stories are, are, are prevalent and exist because people, mm-hmm. you know, because of the shooting in our culture on, on, especially on women, any, any kind of judgment on women, especially, but um, mm-hmm. like, it's not like dads get the, oh, you decided to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Very true. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, I wonder how much gets activated mm. around that anyway. And it's a work mm. day and you're dropping mm-hmm. off at camp and you're right. doing what you need to do as a, as a working mother. And if you weren't a working mother, maybe he would be home playing Xbox. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. No, I totally agree. I think that um, what I'm hearing as you're, describing this is just sort of the I mentioned how it's like you have to get to know your child right I think that you also hey there if you want to hear the full episode become a daily wellness member at yescollective.co and we'll send you your own private podcast feed to hear this and tons of other members only yes collective content